hello and welcome to downton gabby where we will be discussing the seventh episode of downton abbey i'm shannon bowen in oakland i'm brandy sperry in los angeles and i'm Teresa schecter in brooklyn well definitely love is in the air in this episode and has been the whole season except for miss edith what are we gonna do team edith go to switzerland to learn french what what's up aunt rosamond i've i've wanted to improve my french and i think i will go to switzerland because the hospitals are good not that i will need a hospital i don't even know why i said hospital did i say hospital <laughs> yeah she was not smooth during this operation <laughs> but of course cora fell for it completely <laughs> Because Cora falls for everything. Cora like, with her bright blue eyes and her unwavering smile. Just isn't life funny? <laughs> She's so weird. If the Christmas special doesn't revolve around everybody figuring out her addiction to morphine, I don't really know what they're doing with her. That literally there's this horrible lie her daughter says she's gonna leave for four months and she's like well i just better go check on those men that they're talking to each other like is that your job your job is to just make sure people talk to each other like what is your life you're so stressed out about this party i'm so oh see this is one of those episodes where she's walking around with papers in her hand and she keeps moving the paper from one hand to another and then looking at it and then moving it from one hand to another this is cora busy Aunt Rosamond to the rescue somewhat. I mean, I think going to Switzerland, while sad to think of her giving up the baby that she wants, is probably a more practical plan than, like, hiding it with some random farmer who she's met <laughs> twice. Edith, come on. When, when Rosamond suggested Switzerland, did any of you think of Lace, the miniseries? Which no. one of you bitches is my mother? No, do you I don't even know what that is. You don't even know. Oh, my God. All right. Well, for the senior citizens listening, like me, um, Lace was this incredible miniseries in the 80s. And it was about these three young women who are in boarding school together. And one of them gets pregnant. But you don't know which one. And they're now they're grown up and fabulous. And this daughter shows up, played by Phoebe Cates, with the worst French accent in the world. <laughs> And she says, which one of you bitches is my mother? And so the whole mini series is reconstructing which one of them actually had her and left her with this nice family in Switzerland. And something terrible happened. And then Phoebe Cates had to become a prostitute on the streets of Paris. And anyway. That sounds so good. And also, so good. I would like them to add Phoebe Cates to the cast of Downton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she could play Cora's long lost sister. Yeah. That'd be great. I would love it. <laughs> Who's really become a prostitute on the streets of Paris, right? Yeah. Mm, right. <laughs> Which one of you bitches is my sister? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I do love, you know, the only one that sees through Aunt Rosamond's terrible lie is the dowager who's like, you have no interest in French. <laughs> She's just... I do love it when she makes her little comments about Rosamond. <laughs> You would think it wasn't even her daughter, the way she talks about her. I know. She talks about her like kind of like a rival or something, but it, it's great. I love it. And I love, I was very touched that both her and Aunt Rosamond said they would pay for her to do this. I mean, there is, she, Edith is cherished and she is being protected. 
I do think that was interesting to to remember. You know, you think of her as being a rich girl, but she has no, no resources of her own. She has to ask for everything. She would never be able to hide this on her own without their help. Right. That's right. She really has no money. She must have like a clothing allowance or something. Right. Yeah. Well, I love the way uh, Granny just circles the wagons around the Crawley family whenever it's needed, you know, like with Mary and the Turk. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like, okay, we're family. We need to figure this out. We're sticking together. We're protecting our own. She's always like that. It's great. Oh my God. You know what we need? We need a Godfather spinoff with the Dowager. <laughs> but she's like circling the wagons and setting up the guns. <laughs> I see her in her, in her, uh, drawing room serving tea with the lights very low just filtering through the venetian blinds yeah. mm -hmm. and one by one people from the village come hat in hand to ask for favors yes some of them drink the tea gag <laughs> on the poison that she's served them and one day mosley i shall ask a favor of you a favor of me milady <laughs> Oh, well, Mosley is so cute in this episode, by the way. Like, oh his realization that maybe he's not the most pathetic person to ever live. It's really adorable. I, I was just so full of joy at that storyline of Mosley and Baxter. I think it's so adorable, and he's so sweet, and he's so shocked <laughs> that something good is happening. Shocked all the time. Just shocked. Oh, and he hit the bell. I know. And Jimmy was so disgusted. Jimmy had nothing to do in this episode besides just walk around being annoyed at people. So that was a nice touch. I just read in uh, some blog or another that the woman that he used to work for is going to be in the show next season. Awesome. Played by Anna Chancellor. Um, oh, great. And, Bring it on. Anything to yeah. give Jimmy something to do if they're going to keep him around and not write him off. So, Well, I'm hoping he runs off with her and we're done with him. Right. That would be great. He was drinking a lot again at this. This bazaar seemed like the fair last year, so I'm a little confused, but they all look the same. So I thought he was going to get in another fight again, but then lo and behold, he did nothing but not hit the bell. And yeah, you know, stud... Studly Mosley to the rescue, so. Mosley's <laughs> probably really hung, don't you think? <laughs> I have I have not thought that, no. <laughs> well, as the heir to Downton, he must be. Right, right. <laughs> I want to say that our Twitter friends are really enjoying Mosley as heir to Downton. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's like practically a meme. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If someone wants to make some photos some meme memeish photos for us that would be great that would be well as long as we're talking about jimmy and mosley i guess we should talk about daisy i really like daisy this this episode even in her rastafarian hat on her picnic <laughs> oh no she was really sweet i love when she's with mr mason it's oh, they're really very very sweet moments and when she came back and she had that basket um for Alfred and then Mrs. Patmore saying that she couldn't be prouder if Daisy had been her own daughter. I know. I totally teared up at that. Their oh, little nice. like almost mother daughter relationship is such a nice little part of this show. 
how this show is really good is these little relationships that blossom that she wanted to protect her by having her give her the day off and take on the extra work just to protect her feelings. And then was so proud of her that, yeah, yeah, Daisy, don't take Alfred's sloppy, I, excuse me, Ivy's sloppy seconds. You know, yeah. he's basically like, oh, I couldn't get the pretty girl. So I started noticing you and you were always so nice. It was yeah. like, what kind of speech is that? Yeah. On. Alfred's the worst. Ugh. Well, God, they had to kill his dad off just to give him a reason to come back. Jesus. For the last time. They said it was the last time. His mom's moving away. He's got no reason to come back. This better be the last time I ever see your face. Alfred. Ugh. Better be. I want to find out he's in some costume drama somewhere. And he's going to be busy for a while. Yes. And we won't have to see him again. But what does Ivy want? Because I, I, she did lead him on. I don't, I don't get her. I mean, I think she's just really bored in any bit of excitement. You know, I think Daisy kind of had her pegged when she made that comment. Like, she just wants us to think her life is interesting. Mm-hmm. She really wants to have an interesting life, but she doesn't even really know what that means. So, yeah. Well, I still hope Daisy takes over that that farm with that beautiful picnic spot and finds herself. Maybe she'll marry that that good-looking farmer that's good with the pigs. Doesn't he have a family? Oh, I don't know. He he wants a baby. Maybe he'll take Daisy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, did she think he would want the baby because he liked the pigs? I guess I, I just couldn't follow the thought. No, I mean, I assume that there is a wife and a parcel of kids we haven't seen, and she was thinking, what's one more or something? <laughs> right, who'll notice? <laughs> we'll just float the baby in a basket <laughs> towards them and hope they <laughs> I guess I just assumed he had a family, but I actually, I don't know, but um, he, because he's good with pigs, he'll be good with the little um, baby. It's perfect logic to me. We don't even know if he's good with pigs, actually. He Is just he? stood no. next to them. I don't know. He just took on the pigs. It was so weird. That whole scene was so weird. Like, why did Edith even go with them in the first place? She never goes to these things. And yeah. then that look on her face like, Eureka, the pig man can take my baby. It's just... Yes. You could see an old-timey light bulb forming above her yeah. head. So I'm just wondering where this Gregson stuff is even going to go. Is he just going to be gone forever? Because, I mean, this this was the finale when the show aired in the U.K., and so our finale next week is going to be the Christmas special, where ostensibly some time will have passed if they do it the same way as previous seasons. So, I mean, are we going to cut ahead and she's already given up the baby and Gregson's still missing or he's been declared dead or is he going to come back? I really thought this was the episode where we would finally find out what happened to him. So it's weird that they barely even mentioned him. One of our Facebook friends um, pointed out in a comment that Gregson was in Munich at the same time as a big uprising there. So I don't know my history, but if she's correct, then he walked into the middle of some kind of bad scene in Munich. Doesn't it seem weird that they haven't mentioned that either? I mean... You know, they didn't have the internet back then, Brandy, so they may not know. There must be some newspaper, something. The private investigator. You would think the private investigators would notice if there was a bloody coup going on. 
they may be dead too. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Isn't Edith running a newspaper or a magazine or something? Yeah. I don't know what she's doing with that. <laughs> what the news is. Uh, yeah. The whole storyline is weird. There's these there have been some really weird storylines this season. I mean, but you know what? This season's been pretty normal compared to the one with the guy in the bandages, Patrick, that came back. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is still- ever gonna be weirder than old melty face Patrick. <laughs> I almost spit out the water I was drinking. <laughs> you said old melty face. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe we'll find out in the finale. I mean, the finale is a good a good time for him to like return from the dead or something. That yeah. Would be no, that great. would be great. I would love just that. Like, yeah. Just like um, when Matthew came back while the sisters Crawley were singing a song and it was all very dramatic. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, this storyline has been so odd that I'm ready for it to wrap up in any dramatic fashion possible. Like I can picture Edith like in Switzerland, literally handing the baby to the new family and then in walks Gregson and he's like, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's come back with his German wolfhound. <laughs> so lots more love busting out all over, I think. This is the season of love, I have to say. Uh, oh, my God. Can we just talk about Tom and um, what's her name? What's her Ms. name? Bunting. Bunting. Terrible name. But I just have to say I laugh so hard when he, he rolls up in his car and she's like, you know, needs help. And he's like, oh, I'm just off to the other town to get some, you know, different prices on feed. Like the most boring thing ever. Like it'd be like being like, oh, I'm just making this spreadsheet and putting in some formulas. And she's like, wow. So uh, do you have time for this? Like, yeah, that's so boring. Of course he has time to fix it. (laughs) She's she's a little bit annoying me, I think. But maybe it's just because she's, she's like maybe Branson used to be like, Anything going on with the upper classes is is annoying to her. Right. I get it. I She's totally old Tom. I love it. I feel like maybe she's more of his true love than Sybil even was. Because we have to remember Sybil in the Ireland days was not that great. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine living in that society, but, you know, almost feudal. But I get it. So I like her. How would she not know Branson's story that he was the chauffeur and he ran off with Sybil? I mean, shouldn't the whole town know this? I got the feeling she was kind of new to town. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe she's new. She's got nice outfits, by the way. And Brandy called it. Yeah, she's a teacher. Teacher. I feel like she must be new to town because, like, all Isabel does is walk around town and she had never seen her before. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is all that Isabel does is walk around. <laughs> well, can we talk about Isabel? That another completely to me charming scene with her and Lord Merton. Yes. Yeah. Man, she knows how to catch the men. I mean, ladies, take note because Isabel's got all the moves. Well, she's completely oblivious. Yeah, Doctor Clarkson is going to be so annoyed when he sees this guy. Sending her flowers. What? I love him, though. I love his accent. I love the way he talks. I'd forgotten that he was on an earlier episode in another season. Oh, I didn't recognize him at all. What episode was that? 
He was the one who had the son that did something terrible to Tom and made him drunk, put something in his drink. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. 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 He's the dad. So he was still embarrassed about his son. Well, I do have to hand it to Julian. I'm going to give him a compliment this time that he's given the older ladies some, you know, flirting action. And I like that because, you know, it could just be that this guy's just got some new 20 something, you know, bluesy. But no, he's going after a woman in his own decade. And I like that. That is nice. And Isabel, is Isabel oblivious or is she just uncomfortable? I think it's or... both. Hmm. I always thought that she knew that Dr. Clarkson was trying to hit on her and was pretending to be oblivious to kind of, you know, let him down gently. I think you guys disagreed and thought she was just clueless. But I think Isabel knows it's up more than some people give her credit for, but she has never pictured a life where she would ever marry anyone else. Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of having a, the same kind of thoughts as Mary, where it's just like, no, I had my one relationship. Yeah. But now well, that Matthew's gone, sorry. Go ahead. But now that Matthew's gone, I think that maybe she will start seeing a life for herself because she doesn't fit in as well with, uh, you know, at Downton Abbey and she needs to form her own life. So I think now is the time for her to fall in love where a year ago, I don't know. So this would be interesting if she did fall in love with Lord Merton and they got married and she became like a highfalutin lady. I don't know. Can we see Isabel hosting a town bazaar the way that Cora was? I can see her getting it done more efficiently. Jesus. Yeah. That's true, but she would turn it into a benefit for, like, troops or orphans or something, and then everyone would be like, God, I thought we were just having fun. And she would have, like, a a chorus of fallen women singing a song or something. Right. <laughs> All sewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be great. Well, I think I think that it would be great if she had that kind of income and she could put some real money behind her do-gooding projects. Because, you know, I like her and I like what she does. Like and the I wish first foundation. Making... She could be the first foundation. Yeah. She could do a foundation, yeah. Um, I'm excited for her. I think she, you know, it has been great, all of her tete-a-tetes with the Dowager, but, you know, she needs her own world to revolve in. And I think that this storyline could give her that. Yeah, and the Dowager is going to die. Ah. It's never going to happen. Don't say it. Oh, no. They're hinting at it big time. I don't think it's going to happen this season, but I think it's going to happen next season. They're just, I mean, and it's smarter than if they want to do a few more seasons of Downton. I mean, Maggie Smith has, I feel like they had trouble even signing her for season four, if I remember correctly. So we'll see. Well, Lady Shackleton is, is coming is going to be there next season, and she's a special friend of the Dowagers, so. Okay. But maybe she's just coming for the funeral. No! God, you're... I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) Or Lady Mary's next wedding, which... Who do you think is going to win? They're both going to fight for her. Um, Who's it going to be? Hunky Gillingham or smart and sassy Blake? I was really on Team Gillingham up until I felt like he was a little bit of a like stalker. Know, like 
a little bit of a wet blanket slash stalker in this episode. He didn't have a lot like the charm that he'd had before. He just seemed sort of like sad, like, I guess you still don't like me. Mm. <laughs> well, granted, most of their conversations were about how his valet did something terrible and then is now dead. So Yes. <laughs> Not the most romantic. The conversations through this whole episode were the typical I need you to do something for me, but I'm not going to tell you why. But if you knew, you would agree. Yeah. How does she get away with that? I, I want to try that in real life. Wait, I really think we need to all take a page out of Lady Mary's dating handbook because the way that she exited that lunch was amazing. Was like, okay, are you going to get the bill? Because I have to get going. <laughs> She knows how to play her to get and gets him to pay the bill and leaves. It was like amazing. <laughs> I was like, I have never been that girl. I'm just like, I really like you. Okay, I'll pay. Fine. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Mary, Mary is the ultimate rules girl, you know. For sure. I mean, she just knows how to play hard to get. Which is not what Rose is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rose is more like Shannon. Yeah. Rose is. I'm mostly like Rose. Yes. <laughs> let me throw myself on you yeah repeatedly. exactly what was with this i mean let's talk about this conversation that mary has with jack ross about whether he's gonna marry rose or not what do we think of this uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know i mean i i do i believe that they're not in love and well, maybe he's in love. I don't think Rose is in love with him. I think everything she does is to piss off her mother. Not that yeah. Jack Ross isn't worthy of her love, but I don't think she loves him. I think she's just, what else can I do to really bug my mother? Oh, here's a good one. Uh -huh. I think this would have made more sense if it wasn't so long ago that we had seen her mother or heard about her mother, because I really had to stop and think like, oh yeah, her parents are horrible. Like her mom is awful and they're super in the past you know outdated people there's no way that they would begin to understand this and i think that lady mary was right when she said they will make your life hell and i think she was i think she was more you know she was progressive about the race thing i think she was more like if they don't like who she's going to marry no matter who they are they're going to be horrible i'm saving you from that so I, I think I said this in an earlier episode, but he's based on this historical figure who had a really long-term relationship with um, a quite prominent um, noble person. And uh, at some point, the the press decided to basically like destroy him, and they did. Um, but it went on for a long time. Uh, but he was ruined. He was pretty much ruined. He couldn't get work. It's kind of a sad story. And she went off to become Lady Mountbatten of India. So there's a weird India connection there, actually. Interesting. I Listening to that conversation did make me really stop and think of how brave the first interracial couples were. Yeah. You know, in America, in Britain. <clears throat> and they had to go through real hell for love. And it made me just really be thankful for them and really proud of them for doing it. Yeah, but I think Mary was right when she said, like, if you're going to do that, you need to be doing it because the you, there is no alternative for you, mm -hmm. you know, not not just because 
you care about someone, yes, but you're going to care about a lot of people, and I don't think Rose knows what love is quite yet. And it definitely seemed like she's not mature enough to be marrying anybody, let alone Jack Ross. And I think he, it seemed like he knew that all along. It was weird that we didn't see the conversation where they had decided this, because he seems to have basically proposed to her but not meant it, or accepted her idea that they should get married even knowing he would never go through with it I would have liked to actually hear that conversation actually yeah I thought the whole proposal thing was clunky because he didn't seem that into her in the restaurant and seemed hesitant and then she was like oh we're engaged I was like that doesn't make any sense based on the last scene I saw it was awkward but we get to see her debutante ball in the Christmas special, so I'm really And as Cora said, she's got to have some novelty when we bring her out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> I kept thinking, the bloom is off the rose. Yeah, but, exactly. But she seems to be... Uh, she seems to be... Um, covering it up really well or maybe people don't care as much or something or Cora's on morphine all the time (laughs) just saying yeah that could be it too what did you guys think of the cheesy reconciliation with Lord Grantham when he shows up and he just stares at her uh I was pissed because what they're back from America we don't get to see America ugh what a waste why bother? What I don't understand. I don't either. What was the point of all that? Well, that, oh. I did get to hear some more history about the Teapot Dome scandal. So, Therese, you were scooped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was great. But, um, yeah, it's it, – yeah, what is that all about? I don't know. And Thomas just says, like, oh, it was – it was very modern and very interesting or whatever he said. Like, that's his entire assessment of going to New York. I'm just appalled. Yeah, I mean, I know. Well, we think he got some, right? Oh, of yeah. course. I definitely think he got some. Well, I yeah. think that he's going to be leaving for New York. I don't – I think he's going to feel pretty suffocated back at Downton and be like, I want to get back to that modern and interesting place yeah. where I can – yeah. I don't I don't want to watch him on this show anymore if they're not going to do anything with him. He's always been one of my favorite characters, but it's been torture the last couple seasons to watch him have nothing to do. Just, yeah. just write him off if, rather than trapping the actor in this nothing role. And I think the actor is such a heartthrob. He's incredibly popular. So yeah. give him a good movie role or make him a TV detective or something. Yeah. On the subject of Thomas, as promised last week, I did write a brief scenario in which he has a, an adventure that we will never get to see on the show. So I thought I would read that for you all now. Thomas muttered under his breath as he moved down the narrow passages of the ship's lower level. He ducked through a low door to enter the laundry, nearly abandoned at this hour, but the air still thick with steam. In the back corner, he spotted a single worker, a tall, slim man, counting the bundles of sheets and towels. Excuse me, he called, not quite masking the irritation in his voice. The man turned. Thomas took in his deep blue eyes and stubbled beard. He swallowed. Yes, sir, the man answered, hiding amusement. These shirts. Thomas thrust the shirts he carried at the man. They're not acceptable. The man regarded them, giving a slow nod. 
new crop of laundry maids like gossip more than they like their jobs. <laughs> he stared at Thomas, as if waiting for him to go on. I've just... Lord Grantham is quite particular about his tuxedo <laughs> shirts. <laughs> well, no maids about at this hour, but I can press them for you. <laughs> he eyed Thomas up and down. I'll do yours, too, if you like. Thomas raised an eyebrow. The one I've got on. Why not? The man smiled. <laughs> no one here but us boys. <laughs> Thomas hesitated, then slowly began to unbutton his shirt. As he started to shrug it off, the man moved closer. Let me help. His fingers brushed Thomas's shoulders, lingered for a long few seconds. I think I'll like New York, was Thomas's last coherent thought before the two men were twisted in a pile of sheets, the rest of the ship sleeping above them. Oh, the end. The bravo. rest is your imagination. Bravo, bravo. Oh my god, that was amazing. And bringing in Lord Grantham's shirts. I mean, that's like extra 100 points. Amazing. Oh, Brandy, that's beautiful. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have to put that up on the on the blog on the tumblr oh, okay yeah that was a work of art that was so good <laughs> i need to lie thank down you. thank you <laughs> yeah. gird your loins wow <laughs> i okay now we need to write a fanfic about mosley becoming the heir to downton i think just mosley <laughs> losing his virginity would be a great do you think he's still a virgin um <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there was a dumb village girl in his youth. <laughs> maybe. Or just a pitying one. <laughs> he's so awkward, do you think? I don't know. He's a nice guy. Maybe him and Baxter will become a couple. Oh, yeah. She took his arm at the bazaar. Did you see that? Oh, I saw it. Raisin. Mm-hmm. That was I loved it. I think we do need something about Mosley and Baxter. Just think about it. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to make that one sexy. I'm not sure how that would work. <laughs> You're right. It can be awkward sexy. I, I, I think that it's the big reveal of Mosley's. Um, you know. hmm. Okay, wait, guys. <laughs> You're wait, obsessed. Wait. You're obsessed at this point with the fact that Mosley is secretly a stud. <laughs> well, I'm obsessed with a secretly the heir to Downton. Here's my next. Here's my next way it's going to happen. He looks a little like Paul Giamatti. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, you know, Cora's family comes. They see Mosley at the dinner table leaning over. Her mother's like, oh, my God. I gave up this baby years ago. Here he <laughs> Switzerland. is. In Switzerland. <laughs> I had to go to Switzerland. <laughs> I gave up my baby. So he's he Cora's brother. He's not Robert's brother in this scenario. He's Cora's brother. Somehow he'll, somehow he'll inherit it. I don't know. I haven't worked out that part. <laughs> I haven't worked out. Someone will find a will in a book and it'll say yeah. Cora's second brother. <laughs> You're losing it. You're losing yeah. this trail of thought. Really losing oh, it. Oh, God. man. I tried, guys. Well, it's about as hard as the writers work on this show. So, I mean. <laughs> about as far as I had to go guys oh all right well we've talked about all the fun things the last thing we haven't talked about is the not fun storyline that ends with Mr. Green's demise uh, 
what is this? I mean, Shannon pointed this out way back when they first started hinting that Bates might be capable of murder, that this is just completely different than what we were meant to believe about him following his false imprisonment. They spent an entire season working really hard to portray him as this completely wronged and framed guy. And then, poof, he's suddenly easily capable of murder. I don't get it. It's weird. And then it makes Anna look strange that now she's kind of becoming this battered wife character to me, that she knows her husband is this evil murderer, but she's protecting him and also scared of him. And, you know, when we spent this whole time believing in their love, remember their sweet wedding night, you know, all of this for nothing? We've been lied to for all these seasons? Well, the beginning of this season, they were very sweet to each other. Yes. But I couldn't tell whether he was trying to figure out if Green was the rapist or if she was into him. It was very weird. It it was weird at all for him to be questioning her in that manner when he knows that she's kind of in a delicate state. Like, this isn't about you, Bates. Just stop. Yeah, that's kind of cruel. Yeah. Like, friggin' NBC reporters at the Olympics just badgering people about stuff they don't want to talk about. Uh Uh-huh. Shut it, Bates. So we all believe that he killed Green. Ugh. I mean, I feel like we're we have to believe that. And but now it's awkward that Mary also kind of believes that and she doesn't know. You know, she's in the middle of this too. Oh yeah, that was the second that was the second. If you know something and and you can't really say, but it's for the good of something, but I can't tell you what it is, what do you think? <laughs> and then the third of those conversations was Tom talking to Isabel. If you saw something and it wasn't very good, but you didn't really want to say anything, but trust me that it wouldn't, you wouldn't like it if you knew what it was. <laughs> Three times. I know. Do? People don't talk like this. People don't talk like this. It's so hell? weird. I'm going to give you no details. I'm going to confuse you in the logic, but I'd like your opinion. I'd yeah. like your opinion. <laughs> Please. And believe me, you'd agree with me if you knew. Right. <laughs> I'm seriously going to start using that in real life. Instead of just <laughs> yeah. trying to make my point about anything, I'm just going to say nothing except, well, if I said what I was thinking, you'd agree with me. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. No, but if this turns out to be another just coincidence scenario where Bates happened to be in the area when Green fell in front of a lorry or whatever i mean there's no way at this point for this to not irritate me i'm pissed if he killed him and i'm pissed if he didn't so it's just stupid and now i want anna to leave him yeah i mean this is what you're gonna put up with for the rest of your life i mean what happens when they have a kid and then the kid's like bullied on the playground murder (laughs) yeah i'm afraid that mr bates is going to kill his little playmate and then he'll be hanged Seriously, you cannot solve your problems with murder. End of discussion. No matter what terrible act the person has committed, murder, not the answer. Well, maybe it was just the hand of fate that pushed Mr. Green under the lorry. 
Yeah. And, sh- and shove that poison pie down Mrs. Bates' throat. <laughs> yeah. If they find that Mr. Green first went to a bakery before this, then... And bought some arsenic. And we really don't know what's going on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for another great episode of Downton Gabby. We are looking forward to the Christmas special in February. Since it's months yeah. later. <laughs> that I think takes place during summer, during the coming out of Rose into society, right? Yeah, so. this is very confusing time. Christmas special yeah. in summer in February. Yes. So, um, wonderful. Well, we look forward to discussing that next week. Until then, you can find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter. Feel free to send us your predictions, your questions, you know. Your current theory of how Mosley can be the heir to Downton. Yeah. All of them. Your sexy fan fiction. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Tell us it all and we will see you next week.